Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, those you love, and others around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about issues that matter most to you. Now let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 102 of Overcoming Monday. Let me tell you what this episode is. Um, Episode 101, I felt like I wanted to keep it short and concise. And that one covered lesson four, Luke's Purpose and Style, the ebook on my website. And because I wanted to keep it concise, I decided to go ahead and cut it off so that we could pick it up in another episode so that you didn't feel overwhelmed. (laughs) So this is episode 102, but it's still Acts Intro Lesson 4, Luke's Purpose and Style. And let's just say we're calling this part two. So we ended up the last episode talking about how can we trust Luke. And we talked a little bit about his style of writing, that he was wanting to provide Theophilus with a like tangible orderly account of things that had happened. So a lot of the gospels, in his gospel, he talks about what Jesus began to do and teach when he was um, on earth, when he was born, when he ministered, and when he died, uh, was crucified, right? And died and was resurrected. And that's what all the gospels cover. And then his ascension. Well, Luke goes on to say, I have more to say. And we don't have that from a lot of the other gospel writers. And so that's why Acts is such a treasure, because Luke continues this story. And I think that's why he was so intense to provide more of an account. He interviewed. He was not an actual eyewitness to Jesus like he wasn't a disciple with them, but he was close to the disciples. He knew some of the disciples. He knew many of the people who interacted with Jesus. Uh, most scholars believe that he interviewed both Peter and Paul and, and, and some of the stuff that he researched. He also probably used uh, the book of Mark and the book of Matthew as his sources. And there were probably some other traditional like um, accounts that he read that were circulating throughout the church. So these are some reasons why we can trust Luke's writing. And I want to go on and say, why is it? I want to ask you this question. Have you ever doubted the Bible's legitimacy? Has anyone ever caused you to doubt that the Bible is like really historical and valid and can be trusted? And I want to tell you there's a reason for that in our history, in the way that society has developed. Because the early gospel writers in the early church kind of um, understood that history um, had a certain style, okay? So narrative history, um, history that was written as a story with a certain perspective was accepted in earlier times more than today. So what people today believe history is or have tried to force history into this category of evidence-based recorded history. And so what, let me tell you how that happened. So in the 17th century, what happened is the Renaissance. So let's go back to history class. The Renaissance gave birth to the Enlightenment. 
So what was the Enlightenment? It was a time in which science grew, scientific theory, and everything had to be proven by formulas and evidence. And like, if it wasn't proven, it didn't, scientific theory, you know, if you came at the end and, and it couldn't be proven with anything but numbers or facts, then it was thrown out. And so what happened was um, rationalism came um, to be heavily regarded. So how do we take the Bible and then make it rational? How do we then, um, they started elevating logic over faith and anything that existed as faith or miracles or whatever in the Bible was thrown out, but only the like strategic historical numbers that coincided with, with uh, historical facts that they discovered, only those were valid. And then everybody just had to decide what other stuff makes sense and what can we accept and not accept? And so the Bible came under great scrutiny, okay? And people started not seeing it as a legitimate history. And why is that? Because they said these people writing it have a certain perspective. Like they're writing about crazy miracles and a God who came to life and these things can't be proven. And so what happened is um, I love what um, this, a lot of these things, uh, facts that I'm getting, you can look in the ebook and you can see the resources that I'm got, I've gotten them from so that you can research it for yourself if you desire. But what happened was rationalism gave birth to the scientific method, okay? And then the scientific method ended up making the study of history very rationalistic, very like um, structured, very boxed in. So here's a quote. It says, the historical critical method um, created historical criticism in the biblical community. And this negatively influenced biblical scholarship by severely undermining the historical reliability of the Bible and hence its authority as a divine document, a divine revelation. And so people did not believe that the Bible was necessarily a divine revelation. They started separating like what was actual history from like all these fantasies, right? They wanted to get down to the nuts and bolts. Well, that happened in the world also. Like they started taking history in general, all histories, and trying to apply the scientific method to it. If we can't prove that it actually happened, it's not real history. Here's the problem with that. All historians and all people have their own perspective. Think about it. No one writes without a perspective because we're all human. And we can never take out our biases. We are born in a certain time period. We have certain families that we've been raised in. We live in a certain culture where we've learned what's right and wrong. Everybody has like their own ideas of right and wrong and their own ideas according to their culture, uh, you know, their time period and their families and like their background, how they've lived. All of that is a lens that affects our perspective. Even modern history has a perspective. And we even see that now. A lot of people are trying to rewrite history to make it something that it wasn't, or even to rewrite it so that it sounds better from our own modern perspective. And so what we have to do, instead of actually like discounting biblical history, the better thing to do is to say there is a perspective behind it. Okay, that Luke is a historian, he saw himself as a historian, but we have to factor in the fact that he believed that he was writing a story about God, about Jesus. And so it's gonna have a lens of faith. 
And so what we know is that he's recording events that happen in his culture and in his society and within a certain group of people, but his lens is that he's a believer and he's trying to provide us with the facts of our faith. So he does see himself as a historian. It's not the same kind of history that we would read in our textbooks in school, but even our textbook, school textbooks have a perspective Every author, every speaker, every every musician, every like um, movie, everything that you watch or see or read has a perspective because there are people behind those lenses and those words who have grown up in a certain way and have certain beliefs. And it's as objective as you want them to be, they just always cannot be. We try to be objective, but we are all emotional beings that cannot take all emotion out of the things that we do. We all believe that there's a right and a wrong or a truth that we're trying to say or tell or a message that we want people to grasp. So just think about that as when you have the next conversation with someone who says, oh yeah, the Bible's just not valid because it's just fairy tales of a bunch of stories that like about religious people. Well, the reality is it is. It is. The whole entire Bible is a story about God and why we should believe in who he is. And so it's easier just to say, you're right, there is a perspective, but I believe that perspective. And so that's how I'm living my life. So let me, I want to read, I want to close this with three quotes. All right. These are really good. Um, This is from an author named uh, Padilla. Um, I forgot his first name and I didn't put it in here, but this is what he says. Luke saw himself as a historian describing events as they actually happened, but in the style of a theocracy. And a theocracy is a history of God's interaction with humanity. Okay? So Luke saw himself as telling a story of how God interacted with humanity. That's his lens. Um, and if you want this source, you can look in the ebook. It's at the end. Here's another quote by Powell. Luke, in both parts of his two-volume account, that's that's Luke and Acts, intends his account to be a reliable source of history. It is important, however, that Luke not be judged as a historian against modern categories of historiography. Nonetheless, a number of recent studies have demonstrated that even in this regard, Luke can be viewed as a reliable historian. Recent scholars have noted that Luke's writing is on the level of his contemporaries, Josephus, Herodias, and other reporters of ancient history. So, for you to know that Luke wrote on the level of other historians of his day, that's highly important. These guys were recording history for the Roman emperors, for the Roman nation, Josephus and Herodias. So you have Luke writing on that same level. And finally, here's the last thing I want to leave you with. And this is a quote from Levine. I think that's how you say her name. I've never actually heard it. I've just read her stuff, so I'm hoping it's right. Luke's purpose is hermeneutical. He is not hoping to prove that something happened but rather what these things signify. So let me say that again. Luke's purpose is hermeneutical. That means 
His purpose is to tell the purposes of God. It's theological. It's not, it's not necessarily to prove that events happen, but to speak as to why they happened, to say, this is what it says in the Old Testament, and this is why these things happened, and this is why you can believe. So I hope that some of these quotes have helped you to kind of understand the difference between, say, Luke's writing of history and the history that we read about today. I know I've had a lot of people just kind of downplay the Bible and like say terrible things about, or just things that they believe, really. I mean, things I disagree with, right? Saying that they don't agree with the history of the Bible, that the Bible is reliable or a historical document. I hope that some of this gives you some ground to stand on to say, you know what? Like there's other, there's other voices out there saying the opposite. And so I want to give you that. I want to give you that faith. I want to provide you with some of that evidence. So I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Overcoming Monday. I hope this podcast has been encouraging to you. My goal, again, is to provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough so that you can win where it matters most. And I don't know what matters most to you, but for me, it's um, my family, it's my faith, it's with my friends. It's just living life well and being faithful. And I believe scripture is the dominating and the uh, under uh, the supporting uh, foundation that can help me do that. I would love to hear from you. If you wanna talk to me, you can follow me on at Overcoming Monday on Instagram. You can DM me there or you can email me at shari at shariking.com. All right, until next time.